This thing called love. I just can't handle it. This thing called love. I must get round to it. I ain't ready. Crazy little thing called love. This thing. This thing. Called love. Called love. It cries. Like a baby. In a cradle all night. It swings. Woo woo. It jives. Woo woo. It shakes all over like a jellyfish. I kinda like it. Hazy little thing. IPA. From Sierra Nevada. Totally Name's music. Joy Glock, and I'm here to say, I'm going to wrap this beat in a very fine way. Uh, yeah, that's right. I brought rap back to the show, because when I sit down, I just got to blow. I got to sit here, tell you what's on my mind. Uh, the feedback from the raps that I've done has not been kind, but I'm going to sit here. I'm going to keep doing it. Cold Cans podcast, I, I, I'm destined to ruin it. Thank you. That Thank was, you. That was pretty good. Were you jealous? Thank you. Were you jealous that I was... Rap singing at the start, no, I, I Joe. I got the fever. I got the lyric fever. <laughs> and I had to bring back raps. Because our listeners have been asking for it. You got a hot and cold fever. Yeah. Leave you in a cool, cool sweat. Leave me in a hazy little thing IPA. Yeah, Leave we got a, a we got a nice it. little cute can here. Mm-hmm. And for visuals, we're going to pour this thing into a cup. Mm. That's why we're going to do it. So let me right here, mid-show, take a picture of you with uh, the cup. Oh, gosh, my hair's not ready. Put it out, uh, and there you are with your face that you do every time we take a picture. <laughs> this is a very serious show, Joe. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Tastes it's, like hazy nice. IPAs I've had. So this is the first hazy-style brewed uh, beverage that we've had so far, correct? Yes, I believe so. So I, my wife really, my wife really likes a particular hazy IPA at the local beer establishment, Chuck's Shop, mm. Shop near us. And I didn't know what it was, so I, I Googled it when you told me you were gonna, we were going to do this today. I did a little Google research, and uh, <laughs> I found that... Uh, so basically, it's as a result of dry hopping, which is the process of adding hops to the beer after the boil phase of brewing, and it results in a more aromatic and flavor uh, compound, and there's less bitterness... Um, and all of it causes some hot particles to remain in the beer, which is, gives it its sort of hazy, kind of muddled look. Uh, it kind of looks like juice. Yeah, it kind of looks like when some other particles get left in the in the bowl. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it is. It's very hazy. You can't really see through it. Yeah. It, yeah, you can see, like, the sediment in it. So it, I would think if somebody, like, poured you that at a bar, the first reaction would be, oh, shit, this is, like... Something's off here with what yeah. I'm getting. But what am I, not... chewing this? Yeah. I'm going to get listeria again. <laughs> you are kind of chewing it when you when you have this. Mm-hmm. How, how, what's your initial impression? As far as IPAs go, I do like it. It's mm. like a very, I guess, fruit forward would be a way to say it. Like it, it has a more of a sweetness to it than like bitter hops and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive to me that leaving like a bit of sediment and making the thing hazy mm-hmm. makes it less bitter that's strange but i agree with you it's like smooth it's still hoppy but it doesn't have like the overwhelming bitterness that a lot of hoppy beers have yeah so this and this is an example of a new england style ipa okay which is kind of a new trend 
Ooh. Are you have you heard about the newest trends, is Joe? It, it's going viral. The fads. The is latest it, and it, the greatest. It's a meme. Okay, so it's kind of defined as a murky, juicy fruit version of an IPA. And it can be its origins can be traced back to one single beer, Mom. Mm. Heady Topper, first brewed by Vermont's The Alchemist in 2003. Okay, so this hazy type of beer is a direct correlation. So if it's a hazy beer, it's a New England. Yes, it's considered a it's New considered England IPA. So that's like apparently. the technical way to talk about it for you folks out there. For an IPA. If it's not an IPA. just any, yeah, not just any murky beer. Okay. So if it's a hazy IPA, it's a New England style IPA. I, yeah, I, I haven't had it very much. This has to be a semi new trend. I'm sure it's been around for a while, but, uh, yeah. So the first one ever was brewed in 2003. So, yeah. And it says, like, since then, this has become a huge, like, cult thing where if a brewery decides to brew a New England style IPA, they'll have an enormous, like, can release event mm. and it will get, you know, people will be lining up for it. For, from like three o'clock in the morning. Wow. Um, it, did Sierra Nevada make a big deal out of out of this? Is this like a seasonal thing or anything like that? Or is I don't. This... I think this is one of their regular rotations now. I That's think, fantastic. Yeah, they they're canning it, which is also you know a sign that it's kind of taking on. Yeah. Or catching on, rather. It's not something temporary. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some of the facts on this beer. Check List out me the facts. the facts. The bittering hop is Magnum. Which I think we've had before. Ma- Reed Magnum. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that is probably why I remembered because <laughs> yeah. that whole fucking bit. What what makes Magnum unique? I don't know, Joe. Like, what, is, link, what is the property the word of Magnum? Magnum, Magnum is not clickable. <laughs> There's <laughs> okay. no link. I okay. can't do Google research. Uh, you research that. Magnum me... hops. Because the finishing hops then I'll read. Uh, Citra, Comet, or Comet. Simcoe, Eldorado, and Mosaic. Uh, I don't know what any of those mean either, but I'm guessing it's it's the, whatever those flavors are. I mean, Citra, you could kind of guess, but whatever those flavors are, what give it its sort of uniqueness, whereas the bittering hop is something that is kind of anchored in. So, yeah, Magnum, I, I'm on homebrewstuff.com. Okay. Big sponsor of the show. Yeah, shout out to homebrewstuff.com. A German thoroughbred with limited Pacific Northwest plantings. Price hey, for sounds its... like me. <laughs> German thoroughbred, right. With limited You're one Pacific... of the chosen race. Prized oh, for its high bittering value, the aromatic nature is one of spice and citrus, but it is minimal compared to its mm-hmm. big bittering. Magnum has an excellent tolerance to disease, making it a popular choice for hop farmers. Used for all ales and lagers. This is me. I'm a, I'm a Magnum hop man. Mm-hmm. The Magnum hop boy, the MHB. You're the MHB. I'm a big Magnum hop boy. No, yeah, I like I it. Sw- what is the other Sierra Nevada beer that we did on the show? You don't know? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, uh, how em- hashtag embarrassing is this? <laughs> Because I know, and I'll tell you that it is. Joe, I'm starting to think you're wasting time. What I know is it's a Torpedo Extra IPA. Okay, so let's take a look at that little profile. So that was an American-style IPA, so basically a much more general, wider swath. And we Mm. stuck that at 27 at the time. So that's Bittering Hop was also Magnum. That's where I remembered it from. And it's Finishing Hops. hops. Finishing Hops are Magnum, Crystal, and Citra. Okay, so Citra is is common between these two. Yep, Magnum and Citra are common. So that one, the Torpedo Extra IPA was 7.2% alcohol. 
This one here is 6.7% alcohol, so it's a little bit uh, less than the one we've done. But less bitter as well. Flavor. IBU is 40 compared to 65 for a torpedo. Yeah, and I don't I don't believe we have a parable or terrible, but just to to get everybody's uh, guts rolling as they're churning, if you will, driving home. What you if you're if you're driving home and you've paired, I'm driving home beer, this beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. If you've paired today's beer with your evening plans and you're driving home, what you might want to prepare on the grill are pork ribs with brown sugar and bourbon barbecue sauce, oh. a sharp white cheddar cheese, and for dessert, pineapple upside down cake. All those three things are, are recommended for a hazy IP. I can see the like barbecue oh, yeah. fair. Oh, yeah. What's it? What, I was just talking about this with my wife. What's your favorite current type of food? So you can say, type of food, you can say like Chinese food, Mexican food, Indian food, that kind of thing, like right. ethnicity. Um, and then That's just, how I think about everything. And if you, well, if you, if you have a specificity and a niche within an ethnicity, that's a better answer, but I'm not going to put you mm-hmm. that far. Whereas like American food, because we're used to it, we could probably say like between like burgers and fucking barbecue and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I mean, I'm assuming barbecue being mentioned is what made you think of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sit, I would probably say like sushi. Or it's poke. Your, it's your favorite right now? Right now, yeah. Just yeah. being in the Pacific Northwest where there's a lot of good sushi. It's not like, it is expensive, but it's not uh, like unaccessible for like a dinner. Yeah, and night. you can, it, it's like an approachable snack, I feel like. So there's mm. a lot of places in Seattle you can go and buy like one or two pieces of nigiri. Yeah. For like six bucks and just have a really good bite of food without like paying for the whole meal experience. Right. Like you and, can kind of grab it. Yeah. And the best thing is, you know, it doesn't weigh you down. Yeah. You, can you always eat. feel great after sushi. Yeah. Which is crazy because there's rice in there. You're eating a lot of rice if you eat a lot of Potentially, sushi. Potentially, yeah. But you still, I never feel full either. That's mm-hmm. a good answer. It's close to my answer. Good answer. Well done. Let's play the feud. <laughs> uh, my answer is close to what you just said. It's Japanese food as well, mm. but more like noodles, ramen and soba okay, noodles. Okay, sure. That's, I think, my current favorite. Nice. Then there's the mainstay. Mexican food. Cannot go wrong with Mexican food. Um I get a little bit of heartburn with my Mexican food. Uh-oh. But the things that I like about Mexican food, and then I was going to say barbecue. El Corazon Fuego. <laughs> yes. Or uh, Fuego Corazon. Uh, and then barbecue. Yeah. Which also gives me heartburn. And that one is just heartburn. <laughs> uh, and but barbe- Not great of either of those in Seattle, I feel like, though. There's not like a huge no. scene of barbecue or Mexican. No, I know. And that's a shame. Seattle has really good Indian food. Thai food. really good, yeah, like Asian food. So good Chinese food, good Thai food, good um, Japanese food, like we've talked about, Korean food. Uh, But here, yeah, I think in general my three favorite when I get really good Mexican, that's like very satisfying. Really good uh, barbecue, like American barbecue. Although that said, Korean barbecue is really good too. Like it's air, it's more air fried and like kind of lighter. There's not as much grease with Mm. everything. But nonetheless, barbecue, like, you get the mac and cheese inside, the cornbread and, like, barbecue ribs. I do not like the sides on barbecue. I love barbecue, but I not don't. Not even beans? Often not. No. Corn on the cop? Big bean boy is takes an exception with, out. with the sides. All right, that's fair. It's something I like. But I do think currently Japanese food, again, noodles for me, like Japanese ramen or soba. Yeah, I mean, that oh. ramen we had the other night at that, whatever that place is called. Yeah, that right was near the studio we had ramen, yeah. 
Very good. A lot of really good ramen in Seattle. If they decide to sponsor the show, maybe we'll mention their name. Maybe I'll start remembering your name if you <laughs> put a little dollar my way. Nick says this every time that we're paying the bill at a restaurant. Nick, I have to drag him out of there as he's yelling at I the try manager. to leave my business card as the credit card, <laughs> and it never goes, so right. I don't know why. The manager comes out, he yells at us. I say, he didn't do it again, and then I have to go and pay for the meal, and then Nick claims that he's blackout drunk and didn't remember the whole episode. I mean, this is this is almost a nightly occurrence. I black point. out seven times a week. <laughs> uh, but the the one common thread between even sushi, not as much as sushi, but definitely between like Japanese noodles, barbecue, and Mexican is they pair really well with like beer. They're mm. kind of like meant to be had with beer, which is not the case for all. Like like Ita- Italian food is not right. great with beer. Like right. Indian food. Um, Burgers and pizza, of course, are good. With yeah, because you you experienced a lot of like different beers when you were in Japan, right? Yeah, they, J- Japan's a beer drinking country. Yeah. They love beer, and it goes just really well with like a warm broth and hot noodles, and, and like a cold beer and a cold mug is a great combination. Like, and and you feel like unlike sushi, you feel a little bit like overfull when you're done eating that meal, but it's not like eating pizza or burgers where you finish and you you're like you feel like a, a, a literally a different person yeah like you put out you 50, need a nap 50 pounds you need a nap your eyes are rolling to the back of your head um but yeah w- with like these like japanese types of food i never feel like over full i think that's what i, I did it. feel over full with that ramen like i think yeah. ramen can fill you right up it can i don't it's know it's a lot of volume because all the broth you're drinking too that fills your gut up i know but it's not like bready I know it's a lot of noodles, but it's not drinking broth to fill you up. I don't know. To me, feels better than eating like half a Dami's large pizza or an entire Dami's large I, pizza. I'm so happy that this show has turned into like gut feeling <laughs> and what your what food does I'm to our bodies. I'm not about this direction, all right? <laughs> How I feel after I eat X. That's the direction well, of the show. Well, as you kind of become an adult, it's something at least it's that comes to mind. It's a big thing that plays into your day. Yeah. But I think I think some people that I know <laughs> like to overthink about like what Actually, I'm not I honestly I'm not even referring to you. I recently so Nick Right. Yeah. Nick just had a birthday and we went on a road trip and we were It's rude to ask how old I am. <laughs> Nick turned 30. I'd be very mad if you asked. Nick turned 30 again. Uh, no, we, we did a road trip through the, through the peninsula of Washington and the Olympic peninsula went with friends that I genuinely love and it was great to hang out with them all weekend. But one common theme is a constant sort of state of discontent. Yeah. I want to discontent rooted in either paranoia, paranoia or, uh, anxiety, I would say. Like, at any given moment, there's, like, this anxiousness that, like, I might not feel well in a little while. It's always based yeah, yeah. on, like, how I might or might not feel based on what. <laughs> right. The, it's we, it's we a little external locus of control A bit of, like, yeah, none of this is really my my fault. Yeah. But it might feel badly. But I'm not trying to shit on the people we went on the road trip with. I don't want to name drop them. But there was, like, a decent amount where... I mean, because I said it out loud while we were road tripping. I was like, we got to yeah. just be okay at some point, right? We're all, everything's okay. Um, and I think, uh, I think like I, we were just talking about this before the studio. I, I've kind of dealt with anxiety for years. Like since I came out to Seattle, I started to feel like anxious all the time. And I was telling you, the thing that makes me um, 
kind of get over it is accepting the fact that the world is just indifferent to me. Yeah. Like, I, then I don't, wor- I don't know what that is, but I don't worry because I'm not like special. I don't, nothing's going, no one's like out to get me. No one fucking cares about me. Mm-hmm. So if I Can kind confirm. of, <laughs> right. So if I kind of like, uh, you know, kind of take care of business, show up on time, um, act like th- a reasonable human being, yeah. eat well, exercise every so often, like in general things, things work out. I think it's a good point you're making. I don't know if it <clears throat> plays into what happened on that road I, trip. I kind of segue. They're like two different things. I kind of segue. Yeah. Okay. I was okay. I was generally talking about that road trip was rooted in a bit of anxiety which was which was yeah, constant yeah, constant self-affliction and anxiety. Right. And, and it is fine um because it was still a great time and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um it was a, it was an awesome road trip. And but I think all I of us could recognize it. that it was a little ridiculous and that we makes it like it okay, openly. right. Yeah. And that helps to get out of your own head once in a while because that attitude comes from just like constantly being in your own mind of like, I, I fucked myself because I um, ate too much and now I drank too much water. That was one of the exact examples from yeah. that weekend. I'm worried that oh, I, I drank too, much, too water. much water. I need to lie down. That's where I, I think I openly was just like, all right. Yeah, you've got to be We've got to stop right. worrying about stuff right. and just be okay with hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like. It's not like pulling yourself up by your bootstrap. It's just like, don't worry about every single little thing. Like, don't let that be your, like, Vietnam, you know, your own personal (laughs) Vietnam. Yeah. Every time you eat too much or whatever, or you're hungry. Right. Like, certainly there is some balance where you have to be conscious of, like, bad decisions that you're making. (laughs) Yes. And that over time, maybe you need to correct them. But in the moment, it does not help anything or anyone. Yeah, just yeah. Incessantly worried about things, um, but I don't know. I, th- I think it's just a, it's a, it's like a, a risk aversion thing. It's like if I mm. if I call out that at least I'm worried about it. Then yeah, even then if it the won't bad happen. things, even if they do happen, <laughs> at least I can say like, well, I know I was worried about it. I, I I again, I used to do that all the time, and then I feel like at some point I was just like. I don't know. I'm not special really in any Mm -hmm. capacity and I'm just going to kind of not worry about anything. Like if it's under my control. Yeah. It's such a healthy realization. Yeah. And that was much, I've been sort of, the anxiety kind of has floated away. It's like if I'm not going to really worry about like getting sick and stuff, that's weird because there's nothing I can really do about it. Um, And I'm also like, if I can control something, I'm clearly going to know when something is a a problem. I'm not going to constantly be checking myself Mm -hmm. and people got to, got to, got to ease off. I think another problem is like the, like smartphones and stuff, right? I mean, people, because we have to generate news and articles and interesting things all the time when you're Mm -hmm. scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it's just everybody telling you, have you thought about this? Because if you haven't, you're probably rotting from the inside out if you don't eat kiwis you're gonna die and then like we all have to eat kiwis it's very marketing driven this it is paranoia it is it is i don't like because that that drives purchases you know i know you feel something's missing and then you buy and then yeah that'll fill the hole Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'll fill what what you're searching this this conversation has perfectly mirrored the whole gut brain connection that i've been pushing for years (laughs) Uh, how when so? your gut's not right, your brain's not right, my friend. I guess. And you're going to get worried about things. You're going to worry about what's outside of your control. And that's why you got to cut out all nightshades <laughs> and gluten. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, no, I think it is a healthy realization like you talked about. And I do think it breaks down into like two camps of people. Some people like 
need to get over that where they're not special, like worry about what you can control. But then we talked about before the show of like people who um, almost take the opposite stance of like they're they are unbound by any like normal things that people have to deal with. Like they they're in their own world. They can right. litter. They can throw shit out of their car and drive away. Yeah, and that attitude can extend into your entire life. Like I'm in a car. I do whatever I want, and then I just get away. There's no consequences. Right. I do the same thing online. I do the same thing at the bank. <laughs> and I do I'm the same always thing online, at the baby. Store. Right. Yeah. But all that, yeah. I I think that, that I buy 80 pounds of shrimp at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They complain Call about back. coupons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know uh, if that price is right. Get a manager out here. <laughs> no, totally. I think it comes from a couple things. I was saying this. People like. Uh, people believe that like the experience they're going through is unique to them and not everybody right. else has gone through that experience. It's just almost always isn't true. Like no matter what you feel or how you're doing, someone else has gone through that and it's you're a hack. with it. <laughs> Fucking deal with it though. It's like, yeah. no one wants to listen to you complain about it. Uh, and nothing is, is really probably the matter. Um, uh, people just genuinely want to find like to the thing of like the world is revolving around me. They want to, f- they want to be in this reality show filled with drama. So they're mm. looking for it. Mm. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, mm. this thing is happening to me. It's it's drama. <laughs> it's really like for the vast majority of people, your life is just pretty normal, which I think I think some people get scared by that. But I think that's like a if you can realize that it's like a great opportunity. It's a blank canvas. You can go and go and do whatever the fuck you want. You know, I don't know. So Hazy Little Thing IPA has a 3.96 out of 5 on Beer Advocate, which translates to very good. Sierra Nevada is going and doing whatever the fuck they want by making a hazy IPA. That's right. Life is hazy is what I'm trying to say. You're not always going to be able to see right through uh, your Miller lights of the world. It's hazy. It's messy. It's a little dry. Uh, I can't. I can't get there. I don't know. And that wasn't bad. I liked the, Thank you. Yeah, I liked I did the direction my of it. I did my best at, the, at, at ad-libbing it. Mm. So very good. Is there any? Um, is there anyone else making any good apt comparisons toward life or just reviewing it? Uh, well, Phil's Pills um, <laughs> on Beer Advocate gives it a 4.14 out of 5. And for some reason, his... his uh, oh, so if they leave a review, it tells how many characters it was. Guess how many characters were in his review. 33. 666, the number oh, of the beast. Oh, Phil's pills. Totally purposeful. He says um, 33 there's a lot of drivel. Short. Yeah, that would. That'd be concise. Words. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, there's some drivel, and then he's like, okay, <laughs> this this doesn't have the full fruit bomb character or the opaque haziness of many NEIPAs, but it never claimed to be one. Also, it's not wow. 16 bucks for a four-pack. Loads of fresh hop flavor with just enough hop bitterness to prevent cloying on the palate. Reminds me of a CC highlight in flavor notes. Maybe a little less intense. Just a pleasure to drink. Uh, <laughs> there's some acronym that I don't know what it oh, says. Okay. It says SN. You've, oh, Sierra Nevada. Okay, of course. Sierra Nevada, you've come a long way, baby. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Phil's all Praising in. them. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I think, have you had highlight the no. beer? No, I, I think haven't. I have when I was in Florida. Uh, and how was it? Was it similar? Is this type of style? I don't think so. Well, maybe. I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah, Cigar City Brewing. Hmm. What's Cigar City? Wh- where? That's heaven for my grandfather. <laughs> um, well, let's look it up. All right. You you do the research. I, I, I just wanted to chime in and say that I agree with Phil. 
uh, very easy to drink, and it it tastes like kind of like a like a local brewery made this, but it's Sierra yeah. Nevada, so that's impressive. It and is, cool. and they still do like kind of the craft thing. And New England yeah. IPAs, I think, are inherently like a craft beer type thing. Yeah, so they're all going to taste different. Yeah, but if you can figure out a way to distribute that, that's great because there's plenty of places in America where there aren't a ton of craft breweries yep. everywhere, and if people can have good beer, that makes the world a better place. So yeah, Cigar City is in uh, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Okay, that would explain why I had it there. This is the comparison. Well, yeah, I I, I love it. I think the hazy hazy IPA revolution can continue. I'm Trevor Hazy IPA. Oh boy. The, the, the deepest cut uh, <laughs> yeah, reference. The difference pull. If anybody can pull. pull that, I, I'll pull it. Uh, well, let's go through the beer tiers. Let's rank this bad boy. Cream of the crop, wild card, mild card, deplorables, and Russian radioactive. Uh, where do you got this, Nick? I think it's got to be cream of the crop territory. Really? It's a very drinking, easy okay. drinking beer. Yeah, I'm at least wild about it. Um so let's let's Where talk, does it cut off? Let's talk cream of the crop. It's one through seven so far. So if seven oh, up. Okay. Seven up is Night Owl, Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale, Optimism Brewery Before the Dawn, Rodenbach Grand Cru, Spotted Coral, Lagunitas Nighttime Ale, Pyramid Snowcap Winter Ale, Sudosu. Hmm. Okay, maybe it's not quite cream. I don't know. It it's it's near optimism's before the dawn, I think. Yeah, but we didn't have the Sierra Nevada founders in studio. That's true. Hey, Sierra Nevada's social media accounts, we're going to tag you. <laughs> uh, okay, so then if you I look think... at the top of wild cards going down from eight, it's Red Hook ESP, yeah. Older Sputin, Swivelhead Red IRA. I think it's better than those. I think it is too. I mean, I would put it, so I wouldn't put it ahead of Rodenbach Grand Crew. It's not better than Rodenbach. No, no. Though it's in like sort of a similar category, I would say, almost like a fruity type. Um, yeah, I guess. Beer. But this you is know, like summer, an IPA. like you would drink this outside in the summer. Right. So it's and like. That's similar to Rodenbach. Somewhere along the spectrum between IPAs and like a sour then, because Rodenbach was a sour. Right. So um, yeah, this has no sour um, capabilities. Right. But, I, but the fruitiness of a sour comes through and the fruitiness of the hazy little thing IPA comes through. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would personally put it at six. I'd put it ahead of Optimism Brewery before the dawn, um, which was very good. But, you know, they self-admittedly said, you know, they're figuring these things out. They're iterating. Yeah, and um, I mean, that was a winter warmer, like, yeah, 9.4% alcohol. Mm-hmm. We're going into summer, baby. We're all about subjectivity. It's May. Nick turned 30. We're We've turned a new leaf. Uh, and we're, we're the summer boys and we're here to say, say. we're going to wrap this beat in a very fine, fine way. We're going to bring but, back the and wrap to the show. And and I already did that. And then I said, I'm going to blow. Now I'll turn the verse and I'll say another thing. Rapping is great. I am the king of rap at cold cans podcast rap. It's not crap. It's just rap. I'm sitting at the table. I ran out of rhymes. Now it's the times to quit the rap and do the rankings of the show. Uh, Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing, IPA. It's got to go to number six. Wow. And that's my picks for the rankings. There it is. That's the end. Uh, yeah, I put it at six. What do you, where do you have it? I agree. Oh. Well, that's easy then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was Slot good Slot it. I like that it surprised me. So good job, Sierra Nevada. Uh, and That's not the beginning of the song. 
Yeah, blast us the music. There it is. Nick figured it out. We're moving into the summer on a high note. Listeners, we'll see you next week. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com.